Welcome to episode 53 of Story Mode, a video game podcast, the official podcast of StoryModeGaming.com. I am your host, Jesse Munro, and today I'm joined by the dynamic duo that is Simon Evans and Keelan Simpson. How are we doing? I like this. I like the dynamic duo. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. It's taken me 53 episodes to think of that. We're a team, guys. <laughs> I like that. That's great. Yeah. Oh, God. The terrific trio. We have the quantum quartet. I've got nothing. No, qu- look, quartet's I, four. I, quartet is four. I jumped out of this plane. I didn't even look to see if I had a parachute on. I had one joke, and now I've got nothing. Yeah. How are we doing? How's things? We're just complaining that it's too hot. Very well. Very well. Yeah. Uh, you um, know what? Very, very well. I'm... Um, it was my birthday on Friday. Yeah, it was. So, Happy birthday, yeah, Simon. And, uh, for, for Simon. my birthday, I got a um, uh, N64, but it was a Pokemon, Pokemon limited one. edition N64. Amazing. Done very well. Yeah. Like, I've, I've very, got, very I've got well my well. original, like mine and Gaz's original N64 from when we were kids. I've still got that, but I'm missing like the power adapter and a whole bunch of shit. And so, yeah, got this amazing pokemon limited edition one because i remember as a kid i was like oh i just really want that i really want that i really want that my dad was always like you don't need one you've got one at home you've got an n64 that works perfectly fine at home and i was like yeah but this one's pokemon and now it's literally that that meme of like i want the i want the pokemon one it's like we have one at home and it's like (laughs) yeah 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 Um, me me and shiny consoles go together it's cool um Send a photo of that to to Lawn. We're gonna post it. I want to post it because it looks cool. Oh, yeah. To celebrate 25th anniversary of Pokemon. Now we will get into the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. If you're watching us live on Twitch.com forward slash Story Mode Oz, I'm getting quite good at that. You'll see that I'm wearing a Pokemon Hawaiian shirt. Don't worry about the Pokemon part. The Hawaiian shirt. Why did you have to bring a Hawaiian shirt? I just came back from my first holiday in four years. Wow. <laughs> Maybe that explains the energy. Now, we didn't go, th- go far, but I need to tell you a story of what happened. We, we went to Rye, which for people who aren't aware of Victorian places, geography, geography um, it's like a coastal town. Really nice beaches and stuff like that. And we rented, um, it was me, my partner, and a, a bunch of her friends, rented out this really, really nice house with a theater room, a pool, um, just absolutely massive, really like a really wanky mansion. Very, very cool. Now, <laughs> after a few drinks, we noticed that there are three picture frames on the wall and one of them is a little bit skewed. And we thought, you know what? We're going to fix that. The three frames made up a picture of a tree. And we take one of the pictures off. Now, can we have a guess what do you guys think happened? What do you think was underneath it? Uh, I reckon that was a safe um, I think there cool. was a uh, a treasure hunt, a scavenger hunt clue underneath. That would have been cool. <laughs> no, this house was haunted by the spirit of Dua Lipa, the pop singer, because we've taken this picture off the wall and sticky taped poorly to the wall behind us is a picture of Dua Lipa. <laughs> we have all gasped. It's the last thing we expected. And then, of course, we tried the other two frames. Dua Lipa. A different picture of her under every frame. <laughs> Just do a leap everywhere. Then as we're discussing, like, what the hell has happened? And, like, if we play her songs, do we invoke her spirit? Is this her house? Should we contact somebody? Should we tweet her and say, hey, is this your house? Like, should we be here? We notice off in the corner. Again, big house. So we're all in the kitchen around the alcohol, obviously. 
Of we see in the corner of the room, on the table, next to this little kitschy sign that says love on it, because, of course, is a family photo frame with a singular picture, Dua King Leaper. She haunted the holiday. I'm I'm shocked and appalled. <laughs> I, I would I would be more shocked if I knew who Dua Lipa was. I'm sorry. Oh, she sh- sings um that song about having rules. She sings a song about being physical. Uh, she sings a song about levitating. She actually played one of the best what, what, pop what albums about the of last Havana year. One, Havana Cabana, whatever the. F- whatever uh, uh, I don't know the band called Deaf Havana. I know you're talking about the Havana Brown. These songs sound Levitating. like they would be sung by a malevolent spirit. A spirit. Yeah, exactly. By, by a ghost, yeah. yeah. And that, really, that's why she talks about her, her cabana Havana, because that's where her spirit can rest properly. We're not in this random little Did house. Did she sing the Havana in, song? In Rye. No, that was... um. Was that her? I don't even else. know. If no, that that's somebody else. That's somebody else. <laughs> but, hey, Dua Lipa, friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Are we playing Dua Lipa now on Twitch? This is Dua Lipa. Yeah, it's great. Uh, she had a great album that came out last year. Anyway, this is now a music podcast, um, which <laughs> talks about the ghosts of certain music. <laughs> talks about artists. the ghosts of pop singers <laughs> who are still very well, much alive and doing well. <laughs> let's. Um, that was my holiday. Also, I, got, I played a lot of um, Switch, Nintendo Switch on the beach, which was beautiful. Very rejuvenating to my soul. Oh, hold on, I, hold I on. Before play- we move on, I want to ask you specifically about that. Now, the dream 80s. of mine, I don't I know, when I first saw an ad for the Switch, I saw this guy climbing up into the mountains, going on this hike, and then he whips out his Switch on the top of this cliff, and he plays a little bit of Zelda, and I'm like, holy shit, that's the most amazing thing, I have to do this. And have then I yet? took my Switch outside, and the entire thing collapsed, because I couldn't see shit, and it was just unpleasant. Were you sitting upright? Because I was laying down. You're so there's no down. light reflecting. So yeah. you have to tilt the switch and be horizontal in order to see the screen while out in the sunlight. Look, mate. Hey, yes. look. Hey, <laughs> okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It could be worse. It could be an original Game Boy Advance. True. True. It could have been worse. I could have been on the beach with no technology. That's Enjoying true. the sounds of nature. Nintendo, yeah. this is why we need that. an OLED screen and that new Switch that you have coming up. Take that on board. <laughs> Just in Please. case somebody goes to the beach with one. So Just make your ads ring true. Mm. Um, but that's the uh, the general state of my holiday. But time to move into the state of play. That was a forced one. Um, I'll give you that. State of play. Though. We had one on Friday. Uh, if you follow us on Twitch, which you should, you would have seen... Uh, Lauren and I had some uh, live reactions to it. I really like doing these live reactions. Um, so, hey, so any more of these? I've got to say, I had no idea that there was a state of play until... Kind of came from nowhere. Yeah. And we'll get to that in a moment because this kind of leads on to a bigger conversation, which I think definitely doesn't have a right answer, but I want to discuss it a bit more. But state of play, we saw a bunch of things we've already seen before um, or have already been announced. We had the Crash Bandicoot DLC, kind of PS5. We had Deathloop, which this new trailer had a really cool song in it, but that's about it. Uh, more Solar Ash. Uh, more Aids Odyssey, stuff like that. A few games caught my eye for being new or just the trailer really clicked with me. First up, we had Sifu um, from Slow Clap. They're the studio behind Absolver. It's, quote, a third p- 
first-person action game featuring intense hand-to-hand combat. It puts you in control of a young kung fu student on a path of revenge. Um, if you watch the trailer, the fights are kind of akin to John Wick. There's actually a part in a nightclub with that same like blue, red, pink, purple lighting, like the the Fight Club, the Fight Club, the nightclub scene from John Wick One. I want to say reminds me of that. Yeah, so yeah, I think it was. And you use like throwable objects, makeshift weapons, windows, and legends, and Pac May Kung Fu. Um, really, really cool art style, like an amazing art style. I'm a big, big fan of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm and the game also features some sort of aging mechanic of sorts. We don't really see what that is. Now, you guys have both watched the trailer. Yes. What do you think of Sifu? I am here for this game. This looks fascinating, especially because, like, you can see numerous times during the trailer um, when you're fighting someone, you're like throwing them into the wall you're like interacting with the things that are around you directly you you um end up kicking someone through um a, a railing in a nightclub um 300 style it looks freaking yeah. awesome i love the interaction that you have with the environment the the combat itself like when you're landing hits or enemies land hits on you it, it it's very visceral it feels tight already just from watching the trailer i'd like to to see what they could do with this game and the uh, triggers on the dual sense. That would be yeah, awesome. that's a Ooh, good shout. Good call on that. That'd be nice. What about to- you, Sai? How do you feel I- about this one? I haven't even put that much thought into it. Keelan's gone way more in depth than my brain has even begun to go. When I saw this, I'm like, this is Keelan's sort of game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like um, in, in my case, it was like, oh, this is a cool like art style and aesthetic. And I like the... the you know, you can you can definitely tell that there's impact when you make contact with people. That's that's about as far as my train of thought went. It was like, wow, this looks really damn cool. Like, I'm pretty pretty keen for this. This looks like this is going to be fun. I have a worry about it. So, like I mentioned, it had that aging mechanic, and I wish the trailer kind of showed us what that mechanic means. I'm going to assume it's going to be like a roguelite. You die. You come back. You're a little bit older, a little bit wiser, a little bit stronger. You may have there'll be some sort of skill tree, and you get new moves. Blah blah blah. Out of better the tra- I wanted the trailer to confirm that one way or another. Um, because at the moment, it's just a cool fighting game. There are a lot of them. I wanted to... The confirmation this is different. And I think the agent mechanic would be really cool if it is what I hope it is. Because they're a, three, a fighting game in a 3D space, they are... Pardon the pun. Hit or miss. Yeah, um, that was pretty good. I, I, I always think of like Tekken Tag and stuff like that. But like recently I've been playing Yakuza and I quite like the fighting that, but you need everything else in that game to make that fighting bearable because it becomes quite repetitive. I wanted to see a little bit more to reassure me that's not going to happen. But then again, the first time we've seen it, there's a long time until this comes out. I'm sure we'll find out a lot more. I just wish there was just a little bit more to uh, a bit more information. bait me in a little bit. I'm interested this- in this aging mechanic. I just want to see it a little bit more. There's questions yeah. I have as well. Are, are we expecting like a big AAA type release? Like how long is this game going to be? Because like you said, you've got a very valid point. We'll get bored of the mechanic before long. Mm. Like, so how yeah. long is it? Um, is it going to be the kind of game? going to live and die on story. Yeah. Is it, is it going to be the kind of game though that you can replay with modifiers or something like that? Um, perhaps. I, I, yeah. I could see it being that, like a, a roguelike Hades-esque type thing but 
even then, you know, the the central mechanics have got to be so smooth and developed. And yeah, we'll see how it turns I, out. I think I think it might go for sort of more the the challenging route. So it'll it'll put something in place to make the challenge the the main enjoyment you get from the game. Um, as with you know a lot of roguelikes and rogue lights, um, where, where you know that that's half the fun. So I think you know there there'll be the ultimate aim and like the hardest trophy to get will be complete the game without dying once. You know play play through the whole thing without dying without aging once. I think that would be a really fun like skill check. And then you know if that's you complete that, cool. then maybe you do get access to some modifiers and you get. Actually- Maybe some fun little things like big head mode and stuff like that. I would love if you can only get so old because obviously, like, again, we're comp- com- uh, comparing this to Hades because it's sort of the most accessible roguelike that's been out for a while. Everyone's played Hades. It's um, inf- infinite. You can just you can replay that game infinite amount of times because nothing changes. You're still a god, whatever. In yeah. this game, you age, so there has to be a cap on that. It'd be really interesting if you actually get, can get to a point and give yourself a kind of end state of the game and start again. I would love that. You could also, again, this is kind of sort of jumping ahead, but that's married into the narrative, just like basically like, you know, you're not immortal. You have a limit sort of thing. You Mm -hmm. need to learn, learn what you're doing now kind of thing. Anyway, let's move on to the next one. A game that we've seen a few times, but this trailer is the one that just enraptured me with the art style and just everything. Kina, Bridge of Spirits. I am very, very excited for this game. Um, originally, I think it was going to be a launch title, launch yeah. window game. to push back a few times. <laughs> Whatever. But in this trailer, we see Kina in combat more than we have before. And we see some of the enemies. And do you guys like uh, what they call nature porn? Which is like plants overgrowing buildings and stuff like that. <laughs> like Horizon does it really well when you're sort of north of the first encampment. You see these like destroyed buildings, and you see vines and trees, and sort of nature's taken over. I love that. I love that even more when it's on animals. And in this one, you see like a big like goat thing with grass and bushes growing out of it. It you looks mean so cool. It just it looks it reminds me of Goku, <laughs> to be honest. I love the interconnectedness between nature and the fauna within the forest. Like it just feels like one organism. I love that. Um, and obviously you're fighting some sort of evil spirits that take over them and blah, blah, blah. But the combat, it looks quite meaty, which is not what I expected. Every hit seems to have a bit of weight behind it. It's a mixture of um, magic and using your spear, and I think you get a, like a bow as well. You the have combat, a little bit more God system. of War than I expected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, a lot more combos, more spinning and dodging and rolling, blocking. I'm, I'm going to make a weird comparison, but I'm just getting... Do you remember Cameo Elements of Power, the Xbox 360 launch game? I'm getting vibes. Whoa! Oh. Whoa! From, no from one's mentioned the game! Good shout. It's. I'm getting that, <laughs> yeah. but like good gameplay. Or at least better. Yeah, I'll cop that. <laughs> so, um, it, it, I. Guys, honestly, you know me. I like graphics, and there is a there is a cut in there during a rainstorm when one of the characters is carrying a lantern, mm-hmm. and it is just oh, it is like a CG movie. It's like DreamWorks level. <laughs> well, it's not quite Disney yeah, Pixar, but it's like DreamWorks level. <laughs> Incredible! Holy crap! I've That's not one seen thing I was seen with this good in any like new generation game. 
for a stylized game, and we're about to go into a an ex- probably the prettiest game I've seen on a console. But for a stylized game, this is the best I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like whilst I was watching this, I was just thinking to myself, like, I I feel like this is Disney Pixar have just gone. Hey, here's some tools to make some cool CG stuff, and the developers have gone cool. Bam, here's a game. It's kind of actually this- funny that you bring up Disney Pixar. Because did you know, did you see the little sprites that follow around? Yeah, they're called the rot, and they help keep nature in check, um, which is cool. Because like you know, in an actual forest, like death is a very important part of a forest and ecosystem stuff like that. So these things are called the rot, and they help things decay. But they remind me of a cross between soot sprites from uh, Spirit Away, yeah, and Baymax from yeah. Big Hero Six. <laughs> so you mash them together, and I would die for them. They are adorable. They are so goddamn cute. Yeah. Um, another thing that really got me into this trailer is there is a character we see get sort of possessed or overtaken by elements of the forest and becomes some sort of monster. Um, I think this would be. I, I'm not sure, quite sure if like the bad spirits within the forest have a particular name, or, or at the moment they're just called evil spirits. But I like the idea that you know you could you lose a few friends along the way to yeah. this encroaching the, darkness mm, the way it they, looks they did that it just it, it's terrifying like this character they just take over the character against their will entirely but it's it was, man yeah the animation there is what got me because it, you could it genuinely like, i don't know who this character is we could play it and it could seem like you know they could be a bad guy but it seemed genuinely devastating because almost as soon as the first bit hit they started acting like they knew what was about to happen yeah and they just panicked and it was just like, I just kind of stared at it and sort of got lost in that. So, Kina, I believe, is coming out hopefully this year. And it's extremely high on my watch list. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely. It's, watch definitely. It. it's on my to buy list. I believe it comes out in August. So, we'll see then. A game coming out a little bit sooner. Or, actually, a game that came out last year. Actually, a game that came out, like, 20 years ago. <laughs> and then came out again last year. It's coming out again this year. Final Fantasy VII is coming to PS5. Uh, free for owners of the PS4 version. It's going to have a massive upgrade. <laughs> a graphical upgrade from arguably the best looking PS4 game. The the graphic upgrade <laughs> in this is mind-blowing. Yeah. It looks so pretty. And it's it doesn't... What I loved is in the trailer, they showed PS4 footage next to PS5 footage. And a lot of people looking, it's like, oh, the PS4 looks better. So... Something that I've only kind of got my head around myself lately, and I, I read a few things, I'm like, oh, okay, then that makes sense. Sometimes you look at an older version of a game and it looks better because it looks more defined. And that's because light isn't balancing properly. So everything looks to have more crevices and creases and stuff in it because nothing is diffused by shadow and light. It's almost, there are times where you shouldn't be able to see certain details. And that's a sign of good graphics. So when you look at the PS5 stuff and the PS4 stuff next to each other, the light diffusion on things do, does make things look not blurred, but less defined, but they look right. That's yeah. how it would look in real life. Um, I can't believe how good this game looks. Like, pretty. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm almost at the end of um, 7 Remake. Um, I, I've, Wait, I've got, you, I've got you it finished on, remake? I no, you, I, I thought you did. I huh. got it on, on launch day. Um, I was just, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm on, like, the last two chapters, and it's one of those things that I've had to put down and then come back to several times. And every time I come back to it, I'm like, oh, man, this game looks so great. But it's just 
I, I always have that reminder that like this was pushing the PS4 as hard as it possibly could. And there's there's lots of things to it that I'm like, oh, just you know, it, with a little bit just, just a li- yeah. like oh, that I, I remember talking about it uh, when it released um, where like certain textures and stuff wouldn't load in like some doors in some areas like the textures just wouldn't load in in time and stuff like that so I'm very much looking forward to this getting an enhanced version um, one second no and I was just gonna say like I'm I'm happy obviously it's a free upgrade for yeah. PS4 owners so it's one of the games that graphically was so close to in the realm of like you know you usually use the term perfect that you become nitpicky mm. so like if it wasn't so close it's like okay door t- texture and load whatever it whatever but it's like yeah oh, everything in this game is so perfect so that's sticking out so it's almost like a, a victim of its own brilliance yes um, yeah absolutely we also get a photo mode Thank which you. means i'll be playing this game finally um <laughs> i've been waiting for a good photo mode to sneak my teeth into since ghost of Tsushima. i the other one I did was Cyberpunk, and Cyberpunk was cool but limiting for a number of factors. Um, the photo mode in this, I'm going to go nuts in. Like, I, that's all I've been doing. Guys, Taking photos of cloud. You're, you're forgetting the two biggest possible things that they're adding in this. Number one, 60 frame per second mode. Yeah, oh, two, yeah, shit. <laughs> number two, loading times. It, they made a big deal about time showing seems that. Spectacular! Oh my god! Have you god, seen all the memes that have come out of this? So, so when they showed the trailer, it was like flashing up on a screen of like things being introduced, like loading time stuff like that. But there's a funny moment where um, they're showing like you know upgraded graphics and loading times and blah blah blah, and then they pause the game. But the paused like the term pause on the screen in game is very similar to the same um, font they were using for like these are new features. So when we're watching, I'm like, they introduced the pause into the game? <laughs> like, what's that? What? <laughs> it's very, very confusing. Um, yeah, the, those load times are spectacular. They get a really good side-by-side comparison of what the SSD and the PS5 can do. Exactly. Um, Incredible. And probably the biggest update is uh, a new episode will be part of the uh, update uh, featuring Yuffie. Yuffie, while Lauren and I were watching it, she, we kind of just thought that she was like a real, she looks like she was badly cosplaying some sort of mascot. Uh, yeah. Who's Yuffie? What, 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 is she, what, is she, what does she do? Why is she just like some sort of clown? Uh, she's just like a Moogle. You knob. Uh, sorry, I just had to tell you. <laughs> also, I, I like how her like power is contact juggling. Yeah. <laughs> like when they show her on screen, she's juggling away with this bomb like, I mean, no, if um, I was so high, this would be cool. She's dressed up as a Moogle as a disguise, from what I can infer from this, um, as a disguise to sneak into um, Midgar because Shinra owns and operates everything in there, and she's from the clashing faction known as Wutai. Um, so she's actually a ninja. And- Wutai clan ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> Wutai reference for the day. <laughs> But yeah, so she's she's a ninja. Um, in the original game, um, from from what I've read, you could find her relatively early on in the game after you leave Midgar. Um, so the way they're introducing her now kind of subverts the original, mm. but I don't think it subverts it too much. Most people are like, oh yeah, fair enough, kind of makes sense. And a lot of other people are actually talking about how, because she is supposed to steal 
and hunt for materia, which obviously as the party goes throughout the game, you end up gathering loads of materia. So uh, people were saying, oh, it would be quite clever if you have her come in and steal the party's materia to begin with at the start of the second game to stop you from oh. being completely overpowered. I was like, that that's, makes sense. That's a cool little... That's a very good idea. Because so, I know story-wise, she's like her episode is about stealing a, a rarer form of material. Um, yeah. But that that would make a lot of sense and lead nicely into into a sequel when that comes out in 2072. Um, <laughs> but if you don't want to wait that long as well, you haven't played the uh, first... What are they calling it? Just episode one? What do they call it? Part one? Part one. Oh, yes. Whatever. It is the big PlayStation Plus game for March. Now, this version won't have I as far as I know I could be wrong here if I'm wrong shout out in the uh, Twitch chat I believe it's not the full PS5 version so this version won't come with the um goofy episode and stuff like that it'll be a little bit better but it won't have all the special add-ons and stuff like that but still that's a decent PlayStation Plus game mm, like yeah. incredible 12 months um, after it won you know it came out and then won multiple game of the year awards um from different outlets <laughs> I honestly, as an RPG fan in general, it is one of the most fun RPG experiences I've ever had. Um, I, it is, it's just, it's just great in every in every facet. It as just, somebody who kind of actively <laughs> avoided Final Fantasy games, this is the one that I know that I'll, I'll like. I play the demo, I'm like, yeah, this this is it. I just need a spare 120 hours. Um, but yeah, when I have that 120 thing. hours, whoo, 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 watch out, photo mode. <laughs> See, I'm, now, I'm busy on that Final Fantasy XIV grind. So, <laughs> speaking of games that are just gonna take all the time out of our lives, BlizzCon was what, like a week ago now, two weeks. It a passed. Week yeah. Um. Now, BlizzCon, we got a bunch of o- Overwatch Two stuff, which we will get into in a future episode. We want to do a bit of an Overwatch breakdown because Lauren is our Overwatch champion. But there is a game that um, Keelan. <laughs> Sorry, Lauren just gave this like oh, look off off screen. Um, <laughs> look, I'm sorry, I built this up now. Keelan, there is a game that you're very excited for. It's being re-released and it's going to be everywhere: Switch, PC, PS4, blah blah blah. Diablo Two. What's Diablo Two? Why should I care? What is it? Diablo Two? Came out in the year 2000. It's very old. It's Diablo. It's a action RPG isometric view you kill shit you pick up loot it is perfect it is just the the crowning jewel of the genre it's what everything has uh, strived to to ape to 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 do in that genre so games like torchlight um have tried to do that and sort of succeeded but not diablo 2 is the game um it hasn't aged well. So if you go back to play Diablo 2 now, um, the gameplay itself is incredible and that works really, really well to this day. But visually speaking, it wasn't designed for widescreen monitors. So you, you have a problem with that. For starters, you have to do an unofficial patch to get it to support widescreen. And it's also all sprite based. So that of course doesn't scale with your resolution. No. Um, it looks pretty pretty rough. So Blizzard are re-releasing Diablo 2 under the name Diablo 2 Resurrected because, you know, Diablo. So, Edgy. I, yeah. I like it. Thematically <laughs> consistent, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it is. 
anyway, um, the primary thing that they're doing with it is they are just doing a complete visual overhaul. So like I said earlier, Diablo 2 is sprite-based um, and they are replacing everything with 3D models, but they're not actually replacing it. They're just running that on top of the actual game itself. So one of my favorite thing things in remastered games is the ability to switch between old graphics and new graphics. And of course, Diablo 2 Resurrected is going to have that. Going to have 3D modeled, beautifully animated, um, like characters, enemies, everything inside of it. Um, and you'll be able to just switch back to the old thing. The great thing... Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, so you think we're going to be able to avoid a Warcraft 3 Reforged situation? Well, that's the thing. They've learned a lot from that situation. Um, for those that don't know, they released Warcraft 3 Reforged, a remake of Warcraft 3, and it was very poorly received for a variety of reasons. So they've learned a lot of re uh, it, from that situation, and they've brought on board somebody, a development team who is skilled in doing remasters. Vicarious Visions. They did. Um, oh, the really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. That, like oh, my interest in this game now. that I haven't played before has just gone up. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now, now because I was, I was on the fence because I, my introduction to uh, the Diablo franchise was Diablo three on PC. Um, mm -hmm. A friend of mine was talking about it, and they were like, "Oh yeah, it's a pretty fun game." And I was like, "Oh, but I heard it was really crap at launch." Blah blah blah. Spotted it in EB Games for I think it was twenty bucks on sale. I was like, yeah, why not? Grabbed it and we blasted through it and it was such a good time. So, and I've heard obviously the, the stories, the myths about Diablo 2 and how at the time it was just completely different and nothing has ever compared to it since. And, uh, you know, it's like a once in a lifetime kind of thing. And so I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be kind of fun to sort of get, get into and sort of look at. But as you said, it's not very, it wasn't future-proofed. Um, technology's come a long way since then. And so, yeah, I was very anxious about it becoming a World uh, sorry, a Warcraft 3 Reforged situation, as I think mm. uh, quite a few other people were. Yeah. So, it's like Curious Visions gives me hope. <laughs> I got two questions on this one. Yeah. Um, one, correct me if I'm wrong, how, how many Diablo games are there? Yeah, three. Just the three. Three? Is two the best one? It depends on who you ask, and it depends on what you're looking for. Okay. But the if general consensus is yes. Okay, uh, yeah, general consensus that's... is yes. Okay. Second question is, will I like this game? I have never played a single second of Diablo. Diablo. You guys know what I like. You guys know what I like with games. Will I like this game? I reckon so. Um, in I, I reckon it's it's not your standard game. I'm not. I, I don't think it's something that you would. In initially look at and go in a, in a shop, oh yeah, this is fun, I'm going to grab it. It's not a, um, a narrative-based Sony No, <laughs> it is. Game. However, it is Fair a enough. game that is so enjoyable um, in it, at its core that you will be like, okay, yeah, I'll give it a chance and you'll just have a blast with it. I think it's it's got such a good there basis. There is a, a, a great story attached to it, Jesse, just to address that concern point of view. There's an awesome yeah. story. And uh, each of the acts, I think there are four or five acts, um, is uh, led with a cinematic introduction, which they're also remastering 
for the new release. Hey. Um, and it's awesome. It's killer. The Blizzard should make movies. I don't know why they're wasting time yeah, with games because they haven't been Blizzard doing trailers a good job and stuff like that, that and cinematics are top notch. Yeah. So there's like, there's a great story there. I think you might be interested, but as far as gameplay goes, I think you might actually get more out of Diablo 3. It's not really your thing. And if you don't like crunching, I think Diablo 3 can roll. Isn't that the thing they introduced in number three? Yeah. Rolling. Yeah, look at me. I'll have roll around. Um, now, it's also coming on Switch. Is, is this a game? I, I'm, t- I'm, I'm quite interested in playing this game because one thing I'm trying to do is kind of go, go back and play games that have this like legacy attached to them. I kind of feel like, you know, I want to see what it's about. It may not be for me. But I want to play them to maybe appreciate some games that I like now and see how they were influenced. Um, is Diablo 2 the type of game that will suit well, suit the Switch well so I can play it in small, bite size? you know, I'm on the They're train, going, play for half an hour kind of thing. They'll have to do a lot of oh, tinkering no. with Diablo Ooh. 2 specifically to get it working good on consoles. Whereas Diablo 3 was kind of designed from the ground up with consoles in mind. Th- Two was not so it'll be interesting to see what they do uh, that's that's gonna take time that's a, the only way we can tell is once we play it yeah that's true that's fair enough all right well uh that's when does it come out do we have a date um or a month 2021 or? there's no month that's this year there's yeah there's just no uh specific time um but jesse if if you were to play diablo try diablo 2 first i think you might get something out of it oh, i'll give it a go keep an open mind. Go. Uh, the the excitement i've seen for this remake has been a little bit it's been quite intoxicating and the fact that you said vicarious visions they have yeah. they've done me well the last few years so <laughs> I'm, I'm more than happy to um see what they can do with with that but let's move on to um our biggest topic of the day and as i mentioned from the jump today if you're watching us live on twitch.com forward slash story mode oz oh i got it um Today is the 25th anniversary of Pokemon franchise. Happy birthday, Pokemon. Um, now, they've done a bunch of things to celebrate. They've had a bit of a concert today, and they had a few announcements. First up, the concert. Uh, they announced it early last, last week. Now, I think there's actually a few more artists to come, but the one I've seen so far is Post Malone. It's an animated Post Malone in Pokemon, doing a bunch of songs. He does a Hootie and the Blowfish cover, for sure. Uh, and he sings like two of his songs and it was really really cool i i was shocked how much i liked this i am a big i know it's not everyone's cup of tea i I get that i understand it you may not like his music you may not see the point but post malone okay i'm not a big fan of his music but he's a genuine pokemon fan you could tell he was so stoked to be doing this and i love that like not gonna be for everyone but He's a real fan who who wants to be involved and it translates like he's actually putting a lot of effort into his performance. It's kind of like some of the stuff that um, Fortnite did. So they had the, uh, well, they've had a few shows, haven't they? Uh, They had the the Travis Scott concert and stuff like that. They're events and I don't know if you guys have watched the Travis Scott stuff. I always want to do a whole episode on that sort of like fourth wall breaking of entertainment. Because that Travis Scott thing was incredible. Was one of the coolest things I've seen a game do. And while this wasn't in the same league because it wasn't live, it was just a really cool mixture of current pop culture, the past. It was a good celebration. It showed Pokemon like on screen in a way that I haven't really seen them before. Um, all around, 
really, really happy with it. And it seemed, kind of surprisingly, online, it seems like the reaction to it was pretty, with either, hey, that was surprisingly cool, or why did this even have to happen? Which, if, whatever. Let people enjoy things. Yeah. I liked it. <laughs> I dug it. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. But if you do watch it, you're going to have a good time. Having it happen isn't taking away from anything else. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's something a lot of people need to remember. It's not like this was done it in, you know, reaction to something else, or it was done instead of anything. It was yeah. just a thing that was done. Yeah, I, 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 I really liked it. If you haven't watched it, give it a shot, because you may be surprised. I was surprised. Um, but aside from that, we also did get a few new trailers and reveals and such. Um, we got some more Pokemon Snap footage. Which looks great, but uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it comes out pretty soon, so we'll keep that one locked away when we do a full review of Pokemon Snap because Pokemon Snap's gonna be so good. Game of yeah. the <laughs> The big news we got Diamond and Pearl remakes, and we got a new Pokemon game called Pokemon Arceus Legends. Now, let's start with the uh, Sinnoh remakes. Diamond and Pearl got re- getting remade, they'll be called Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Um, these will be coming out late 2021. They'll be developed by ILCA. So these aren't being done by Game Freak. Yes. Ha- Which okay, gives me... Before, before we go anywhere, Simon, that's the thing that I saw. I'm like, huh, how do you feel about this? Does I don't know this company, ILCA Inc. No, that's know. the thing. But, I mean, with that being said, it's, you know, um, it's the Pokemon company that are making this decision. They obviously manage the entire franchise. So... Maybe there's some hope for, like, maybe this is going to set a precedent for something. Yeah. Get a new uh, fresh set of eyes on it. Yeah, fresh set of eyes, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a nice new touch. Um, and it would, it would actually be really cool to sort of see if maybe later on they do maybe something that will continue the Pokemon Coliseum, like side games, because those were amazing. If they can get I, a second developer kind of making a few more remakes and offshoot games, if, even, if, if they want to stay with Game Freak, because that will also light a fire underneath Game Freak and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're not absolutely. the only name in town anymore. We have to start doing something different here. Absolutely. And also it would make uh, make it a much better development environment for uh, Game Freak employees as well. And, you know, we could, we could end up seeing a Call of Duty style uh, thing where there's, you know, at least two publishers oh. going off at once and it's they have a gap and that allows them to develop a game for a lot longer than they have been recently where they've been churning stuff out every year for over a decade now. Um, I didn't think about that. I really like that idea. And I, th- I think that might be the healthier way. If, mm. if the Pokemon company want to continue with their yearly releases, which I think they shouldn't personally, but that's not the point. Um, Assassin's Creed, take two years. Yeah, like just... Ever. Just, just take a take a bit of a break. Series and franchise fatigue is a very real thing. Um, you know, take your foot off the pedal for a minute. But anyway, um, if, if they're not going to do that, if they want to continue with their annual releases, that's absolutely fine. But give developers a chance. You know, make it every Game Freak release a game every two years, and in that gap, you have you know the ILPC releases. Um, you know, and that two-year development cycle is isn't great but it's better it's yeah. much better than just it, one it, it's a step in a very health it, a much healthier direction and i yes. think yeah i think the pokemon uh franchise just needs a moment to breathe a little bit just needs yes. to just stop take stock of what it is and what it wants to become 
um, and work out how best to kind of suit people's concern because there are some genuine concerns which gone over the last few episodes. Actually, um, speaking speaking of just a very minor concern with Diamond and Pearl, the original games were notorious for lacking fire types. You had literally two choices. Um, in the when main you said games, this in the group you had, chat, I remember this so much. And I really you had like, the fire starter, and you had Ponyta, and that was it until post game. So, if anything, I hope that maybe we get a couple of extra little bits and pieces thrown in there. Maybe some uh, platinum stuff because in platinum you could get Hound Hour and thus Hound Doom, and you can get Magmar and things like that. So, I'm hoping that we see maybe. I know they said faithful uh, remake of Diamond and Pearl, but I'm hoping that that sort of actually kind of also umbrellas to include platinum as well. That's, well, that's what, what I'm hoping. A lot of people have said that apparently in the trailer, and I don't know the games well enough to really comment on this, um, there are elements that you only saw in, was it like the third one was platinum, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you see elements from platinum, so they reckon they've kind of brought that in to the fold. Um, yeah, and that's what, I'm, that's what I'm hoping. Really, really good. Um, yeah, and if, if they do that, this has potential to be a really good remake. Uh, in terms of gameplay. Sorry. Now, according to the site, it says that these remakes will feature player-friendly conveniences that have since appeared in newer Pokemon games, as well as up-close and personal Pokemon battle scenes. So, do the battle... Um, so, I played Pearl on a my 3DS... Was it on 3DS, right? Or just uh, DS? D- DS, regular DS. DS. My DS broke. And I was really broke... Uh, like my DS, I guess. So I went and got one from Cash Gear for like 50 bucks and I got Pokemon Pearl for like 20. Um, and I remember that was the game where I caught my first shiny Pokemon and I didn't know that it was a shiny Pokemon when I killed it. Ah, oh, I'm a choke. Um, and I quite liked it, but I, yeah, as soon as you mentioned the fire type thing, I'm like, wait, wait. Oh no, I remember. And what was the fire starter in it? Uh, it was Chimchar, which evolves the, the, into Monster. The twisted fire starter. <laughs> so that was, that was the yeah, second firefighting. Infernape is just aesthetically. I don't judge Pokemon on based on like their attacks and their weaknesses and strengths and whatever like that. I just look at them like, ah, I don't like it. Get out of here. Um, but how, how are you feeling about the, these remakes? So people have wanting Sinnoh remakes for a very long time. They yes. come out, they look very aesthetically, very much in line with Link's Awakening, that sort of same 3D slash 2D halfway point. I'm I sure it has a more technical name. I feel like that's an insult to Link's Awakening. I'm not going to lie. Same style. I, nah, I completely disagree on that. Um, I I wanted Diamond and Pearl remakes. I, those were, I think, some of the games that really encapsulated me. I remember when I first got them um, in the UK, they actually, I got them from a like an independent game shop and they had got, they'd imported an American copy. Um, so it, they had it about six weeks before the game's officially released in Europe. And so I was able to get my hands on it six weeks early and I was over the moon. And I remember um, I stayed up super late one night. I think it was about 2, 3 a.m. I was just just playing through and my my starter evolved. And I'm like, because I hadn't seen anything about this. I had no idea what level they were going to evolve, what they were going to evolve into and stuff like that. And I was super excited. And it was just such a good time. And I was, you know a little bit older so i did understand a lot more about pokemon games and that you know obviously helped me out a lot but it was just such a fun experience so i do have a lot of nostalgia for these games and i did want these remakes 
and I'm happy that they're being remade and I'm happy with a lot of the way this is going. I just hate the art style. I just think it looks like garbage. I don't like the mix of 2D environment with the 3D models because it's a weird chibi model, but it's not a good chibi model. It's very inconsistent in some places. Um, I think the battle animations look fantastic. I think the battle scenes look good. Your character in in that you know moment looks awesome. And the Pokemon models, they seem like they're slightly lower poly models, but slightly smoother and slightly more rounded, which kind of fits with the art. So, and I think those look really good, but I don't like your overworld sprite, your overworld model. I think it looks awkward. I think it looks a little bit too deformed. Your head is way too big. Your hair is about as big as the rest of your body. It's weird, and I'm not a fan. I think if they sorted out the character, like the player model a bit more, I'd be okay with it. I'm still probably going to get these games, but <laughs> just like, as it stands, I'm just, I'm not a fan of the, of the art style. I know you're, you, Everything you, you else, prefer 2D, which is fair. I would, I would. How do you think, this is one of the things I was kind of saying online, um, I've seen people's reaction and it, it was kind of been all week, like give us Cine remakes, they get remade. No, don't give us these Cine remakes, give us these other Cine remakes, give it like exactly how I want. I understand the, the your um you wanting to have it 2D. Do you think so say they were 2D, how do you reckon the rest of the Pokemon community would have reacted to that? I I worry. I think it kind of a lose-lose situation. And I'm not saying that the solution they've come up with is the best because kind of rewatching it since you've said that some of the models don't look right, looking at it again, <laughs> I can see what you mean. It, yeah. Some of it does look kind of off. Once you notice it, you notice it. Yeah. But I think yeah. if they were 2D, people would be like, oh, well, this is barely a remake. These don't look very good. If it was 3D, it changed too much. If it's halfway, it doesn't look right. Well, I don't think they could win here. I, I think there is a perfect balance. It's not an easy one, but I think it lies in the Octopath Traveler triangle strategy art style. That 2.5 where... It's still sprites, but it still has that HD feel I think to it. That looks this, great, but you can't like that would have to be I've, a new game. That can't no, be a remake. That's way too different. I don't I don't I don't agree with you on that. I, I think that is because all it is is the art style. That's I think the sticking point for a lot of people. Um if they went for just sprites and, you know, glammed them up a little bit and made them look a bit more HD, because you can have these gorgeous, you know, pixel art HD games that look and feel HD. And, you know, people wouldn't say, oh, well, that looks too much like the originals. I mean, obviously, you'd still get your naysayers who do say that, but they're mm. going to whinge no matter what. Um, but I think if they did something along the lines of Octopath Travel with almost like that storybook feel to it, I think it would be perfect. I think that that would be my ideal answer. I think we did discuss that uh, last week in our, our Pokemon yeah. special. We discussed kind of what where we want the franchise to go. I think for a future game, that'd be cool, but for a remake, I think that'd ruffle too many feathers. Uh, but- yeah, look, I, I can get that. And I, again, I, I agree with you on the sense that I don't think there is an easy answer nah. for Game Freak uh, or the Pokemon company at all to, to make these remakes tick every box for everyone. I get that. I understand that I'm one of those people. It's like, ah, uh, the answer, whatever. Go for can, it, Kiel. Sorry. Question. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I just want to interject. Just as my my opinion as someone who's very separate from the Pokemon franchise nowadays, but when I look at that footage of this this remake, it has all of the old clunky, tedious stuff that I just I really dislike about the oh, Pokemon that's Pokemon franchise as a whole. 
it's yeah, all that still Pokemon, dude. in there. But yeah, does, no, like, no, it's not going does anywhere. Does it have to be? Does it uh, have to be still? Like, can, I mean, and, and I understand. Like, a lot of people probably feel that way um, with the with with the remakes. They want something completely different, where they've streamlined it and modernized the gameplay. But like, when I look at that, I'm just like, man, it, it makes no difference how they if they change the graphics or not. It's the same it's, shit. The mechanics and stuff, like Keelan, you should listen to our episode from last week. Um, we discuss we discuss all that because yeah, po- the Pokemon franchise is at a it it is a no man's land where which is a, a weird because Sword and Shield were some of the best selling Pokemon games of all time, but they are they have huge problems. The franchise Massive. needs to work like we said before. Maybe bringing on this other company is gonna is. Pokemon companies taking stock and be like, okay, cool. Let's stop here. We'll go in a bad direction and let's kind of see where we're going. Because, yeah, there are some stale gameplay elements and just, like, just stale elements of those games that have become... They haven't just stuck with the Pokemon games. They have become the Pokemon games. And that's the point of no return with a lot of things, where I think it kind of... the, The script needs to be torn up and started again. Which does I mean, transition us quite nicely to our next uh, next game. But well, sorry, Simon, go on. No, I was going to say, actually, sort of on that note, the I think the last time I saw a franchise sort of reach this point where everything was kind of textbook and very um, sort of self-iterative was the Zelda franchise. Um, you know, <laughs> prior to Breath of the Wild, every Zelda game followed a very similar route. They did try and mix it up a little bit in some circumstances, but it would be go into the dungeon, get the item in the dungeon, use that item to kill the boss, never use that item again. Um, there was a few examples where, you know, they would mix it up and try and change it a little bit. And, you know, oh, but a bow's a bow, so you're always going to want to keep that around. But, hey, these iron boots, you're only going to use them once, apart from, you know, maybe in this game where they change it up a little bit, or this game where they tried to reinvent the way the Iron Boots worked and stuff like that. It was self-iterative, but they tried. And then they go, all right, fuck it. Here's the book. Throw it out the fucking window. Here's Breath of the Wild. Let's go. Yeah. Which I That's think what leads we us need. to the next. That's what Pokemon needs, that moment of, this is going to be different and this is going to annoy some people, but this is what we need to do. Now, I don't think the next game we're about to talk about will be that game, but it is a sign that there it's is that thought in the right direction. is running in their head. And this is the most excited I've been for a Pokemon game in a long, long time. Pokemon Arceus Legends coming out 2022. It is an open world Pokemon game set in feudal Sinnoh. Sinnoh got, gets three games out of this. What the hell? Where your goal is to create <laughs> the, the region's first new Pokedex. Um... You have a mix of starters. They're from different gens. You get Rowlet from Aloha. Alola. Yes. Cyndaquil from Johto. My boy Cyndaquil, get in that love. And Oshawott from Unova. I love them mixing it all together. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm so here for that. You walk around, you crouch in bushes, you dodge and stuff like that. You throw Pokeballs at the titular Pokemon um, to catch them. Now, you can also choose to battle them. I know a lot of people saw the trailer and were like, oh, you just throw Pokeballs. And it's like, no, you can battle them if you want to. But the most exciting thing for this whole thing. And this is something that I mentioned in depth last week. So having this reveal this week blew my mind is I kept saying, I want a Pokemon game that messes with time a little bit because I want to see the past in Pokemon games. Going back to feudal Japan. Now I believe Sinnoh is based on Hokkaido in Japan. Yes. So seeing feudal style Hokkaido blew my mind and you see a little, 
in the in the trailer you see a pokeball it wooden and it's got like a latch instead of like the whole like laser led looks like my goddamn pc sort of thing going on um <laughs> on the pokeball on the pokemon arceus legends website says the pokeballs of old were apparently built a little differently from the ones we know so well they were made mostly of wood and steam puffed from the tops when pokemon were caught i love it so much this isn't yeah. a game that's making me f- forcing me to fight everything because i'm over that i want to explore this game is like hey you are you are david Attenborough now just go and have fun I'm sick of fighting in Pokemon games because if Pokemon were real, the last thing I'd make them do is fight each other. That's true. I want to be their friends. I want to take photos of them. Thank God for Pokemon Snap. But <laughs> I just, I just want to kind of like live in their world and experience it. Like, you know, you compare it to other games, and a lot of people are like, oh, this looks like Breath of the Wild, but doesn't look as good as Breath of the Wild. Therefore, it's bad. No, Breath of the Wild is just a top tier like nothing's yeah. catching up on the switch catching up to breath of the wild for a long oh i guess until breath of the wild 2 um hopefully hopefully but i think the best parts in that game as we explained was wasn't the combat it was exploring it was finding new areas and finding new things and finding these environmental storytelling moments and stuff like that if this game has that this will be my favorite pokemon game get out of here pokemon quest get out of here <laughs> you got them cubes <laughs> <laughs> adorable. Um, this is a, a brave move um, for the franchise. It's not. It. I did not expect this. I know a no. lot of people are like this is a Pokemon. Blah, blah, blah. Cool. Play the other Pokemon games. There are there are dozens. Go nuts. Yeah. This is something different, and I hope it is maybe the start of a few new games. Like, hey, if they get now, is this being made by Game Freak or is this being made by ILCA? Uh no, Game I think Freak, this, I imagine. this one's being made by Game Freak, yes. It this is Game Freak being able to stretch their legs a little bit. It's like, hey, we're not we don't have to worry about a, a reboot or remaster or whatever. We we can do something a little bit different here. That could be good. I mean, even graphically, this looks a little bit more like um Oh, what was that Zelda game that came out? We keep comparing everything to Zelda, we need to stop doing that. I need to stop doing that. What was that Zelda game that came out last year though? The Dynasty um, Warriors style one? Oh, um Hyrule Warriors. <laughs> Graphically, it reminded me very much of Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, um, I think but even fair. just looking at little things, like I know um, in Sword and Shield, for one thing, like the trees looked garbage. The trees in this Christ. looks noticeably better. Are they perfect? Yes. No, but this is a step in the right direction. I didn't want the next game to be the perfect Pokemon game because that's illogical. I wanted to see development, and this is what it's giving to me. And, like, Keelan, you are not a Pokemon fan. You are like... The, the you are like the team rocker, like, but you want to kill them all. Okay, you the, the actively hate Pokemon of a Pokemon fan. This has got you interested, been, hasn't it? They've been shit for so long. They've been the <laughs> same. Like, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I like how the, over the last like month or so, Simon and I and like the other guys in Story Mode has spoken about Pokemon, like have like this is like back and forth debating of like where the franchise is and blah blah. blah. You know, probably like ten hours of cumulative. Keelan just cut to the core, like, you yeah, know, Pokemon gives a shit now. <laughs> Finally, something we can all agree on. The same. Yeah. But this, is, this is something that's completely different. So from my perspective, I'm like, okay, this is interesting. I might not play this, but what this might do is show Nintendo that there is money to be made with something that is different to the formula that has been in place for 20 plus years. I sincerely yes. hope that this is a financial success so that it encourages 
just everyone involved in Pokemon to just explore and to find something different because it's such a rich universe. The Why only do thing, you only do the one thing inside of it? This The only thing Pokemon fans, fans of the games will agree on is that the games need to change. Yeah. We will not agree on what needs to change, but we all know that what's uh, happening now isn't yeah. right and great. Every, everyone, everyone has different opinions and different views on what Pokemon should be. And so many people when Sword and Shield came out were like, oh, cool, we're going to get our Breath of the Wild meets Pokemon kind of thing. And were incredibly disappointed with what came out, justifiably so, because they are complete disappointments. Um, and now we're finally getting what everyone was asking for. And from a personal perspective, I am genuinely so happy with this. Because first off... The Pokemon, again, I know I brought this up in the previous bit about the Diamond and Pearl remakes, but the character models look better. They've, they I don't know what good, they've done, don't they? but they fixed some of the shit up. For example, using your boy Cyndaquil here, normally in every 3D game, it's a, it's a fucking franchise went 3D. Cyndaquil has just sat there without any fire. Without he any just fire. looks sad. He just, he's just a small like little a mouth with no fire. Yeah, he's just sad. Now he's got fire coming out of his back again. And it's like, there we go. That's the Cyndaquil that everyone likes. That's that's part of the reason why people fell in love with Pokemon was because each sprite, although, yes, it was the same for every type of Pokemon, um, had... They conveyed a lot of character, yeah. Yes. There there was, like, sure, it's probably just a dumb little creature or whatever, but it, it... showed some f- characteristics it looked like hey typhlosion's this big fierce thing with oh, fires coming out it's of the its best back. pokemon and then in 3d it's just a noodle See, and it was kind of point. disappointing and you bring up a good point that i didn't think of and now i've formed an entire theory based on it okay they did my boy cyndaquil our boy friend of the show <laughs> cyndaquil cyndaquil friend of the show did him dirty okay cyndaquil is like I'm insanely cute. It's one of the cutest Pokemon there is. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't get enough love. It's not one of the most popular or spoken about start, you know, Pokemon, let alone starters, even. Um, I think it's because a lot of people saw when they, they got used to seeing it without its flames. And when it doesn't have flames, it just looks like a sad... It looks like a hot dog bun with across with an anteater. <laughs> um, and it, it, it's awful. Like, just... Like, put it out of its misery thing. Like, send it to Keelan. Keelan will take care of it. Mm-hmm. It looked awful. I'm and angry. I think people didn't attach to it. If those sprites came out and it had its fire, it's like, hey, look at me. I'm, I'm a spicy boy. Look at my back. Roast the marshmallow on me. People would have fallen in love with it and it would become one of the most popular side of... There is. I can see, I, I can see, I, I'm looking at City Core right now. Look at him. Look at him. Like I gotta little, ask big, you. Big pastry rat. Go on. Go on, kids. All right. So... I I haven't caught caught up with the Pokemon designs lately, and this this game is named after I don't know how you say Arceus. 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 Okay. The big deer thing. So there was a bit of a there was a teaser at the end. It's God. I I burst out laughing because that is the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen. It, it, um, looks really, it looks really so, dumb. I'm sorry, guys. That no, no, no. So that's fair. That's fair. Don't <laughs> apologize. I think that's fair. But I just want to point out to you that this is, and I'm not even kidding you, the literal god of the Pokemon universe. This is God. But good that you can catch him in a steam-powered Pokeball. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> um, but with, uh, with Arceus, actually, um, what's quite interesting is he was introduced in Generation 4, so during Diamond, Pearl, Platinum, um, and there wasn't a legitimate way to capture him. Um, so Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum had a lot of these uh, in-game events that you could get. Um, there was some uh, download codes and stuff, so you could connect to the Wi-Fi and download like special event items, which let you access special Pokemon. And that was that was fun. Like that was that was actually genuinely really cool. But there was a hidden one for Arceus that was never used. Um, they just never ever used it. And I think there's been a couple of limited cases where you would be able to get access to him if you went to special events. But for most people, there hasn't ever been a legitimate way to capture him. So this is quite cool, and this is quite interesting. Although, yes, he does look fucking ridiculous. But hey, it's God, so who gives a shit? Yeah, it is... Like, okay, Keelan... Okay. Not my God. On my... <laughs> Come on, He's more of a mega... He's more we of a dark Argumon kind of guy. Not my God. Who do you pray to? War Greymon? What up? Um... <laughs> I prayed prayed to Bulbasaur, number one in the Pokedex, number Um, one in the hearts. Well, okay, how how weird would it be in this game? Being like some of the past, like, okay, you find um, Arceus, you like write like the Pokemon Bible. Be a different game. This generation also, what what gen is Sinnoh? Four? Uh, Gen four, generation four. four. Had some of the worst looking legendaries. And like down the track, I want to do a really long stream where we basically discuss every Pokemon. It's on my to-do list, and I'm just waiting until I'm, like, mentally, physically, and spiritually strong enough to do it. But, Keelan, I need you. I need you to be there for when we discuss the Ultra Beast. Because there is, like, a gym junkie mosquito. Yeah. That is a a mood. Uh, (laughs) Why didn't you lead with gym junkie mosquito? You just had to say that, and I would have agreed to appear in that episode. The Ultra Beast are... We won't get into them too much right Fucking now because we need to get to something else in a moment. But Ultra Beasts are one of the worst things I've introduced. I'm so glad they will never be mentioned again. They, they are, are gone. They, they, are in, are, they are more dead than the baby Pokemon. Okay, they are, they are <laughs> evaporated into the stratosphere. They are interdimensional alien Pokemon things. It's very fucking weird. It doesn't make any sense. And like one of them's no. like a wall. Uh, yeah. <laughs> One, one of the, one of them's just a jellyfish, um, and, and you know the jellyfish, one of the better ones. Yeah, um, anyway. but no, it, you you sort of raised just a, an interesting point though, mm. which is the topic of the designs of Pokemon has gotten slightly off kilter as the generations have progressed. Sorry, and just I think- real quickly, we were running in the chat that Pokemon the mosquitoes called Swolbog. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's it's Buzzswole, actually. Buzz it's, it, that's Buzz what it's called. Oh, that's Buzz. so much worse. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's I shit you not. Buzz is in you know like a mosquito buzz, and then swole as in he got swole. S W O L E. I shit you not. Sorry, that is his actual name. Jeez, Buzzswole. Legitimate boat. It yeah. I, I'm going to join this. Pokemon assessment thing, and I'm going to tell you exactly why each and every one of them is terrible. But Growlithe, forward to it. huh? No. Don't you? He's dare shit on dog. Not, not don't, everyone. Okay. Piece of shit. Not I'll fight everyone. Don't, I'll don't fight you like dare shit on, shit on my boys. <laughs> Even Pikachu, I like Growlithe. Bulbasaur, Arcanine, Espeon. Yeah. Oh, real quickly. Um, 
Simon, you need to watch the um the uh post Malone concert because of the part with oh no, it's not Esmond, Umbreon. But Umbreon's just like bopping its head away to the music, and it's oh. one of the cutest things I've ever watching the Pokemon hey. jam out to post Malone is the highlight of the whole thing. I, I'm a fan of all of the evolutions apart from one, which uh, is Sylveon. Sylveon. Because yeah, Sylveon it's got these weird little fleshy tentacle ribbon things. Shouldn't have been, they shouldn't have had fairy, they should have had light, but we'll get into it another time. Yeah, for now, that's a story for another day. Because we've been yelled out <laughs> in the chat about it. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm being enough, told off. <laughs> um, we are going to draw a competition. So it is one year of Story Mode Gaming. So thank you everyone for supporting us. Thank you, Simon, <laughs> Keelan, Lauren, Josh, Chris. Everyone who's helped us along the way. Um, thank you a lot. Uh, I don't think we kind of expected this to get... I didn't expect it to get this <laughs> far, to be y'all. honest. Yeah, I expected, thank I expected you, to do like five episodes and like most things in my life, give up. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've gone from, you know, a podcast. Uh, also, I want to thank um, everyone involved with Fan Critical. Um, they were the ones who kind of said, hey, Jesse, do you want to start a video game podcast? I'm like... <laughs> yes, but I don't have the energy or the means or the, the knowledge. And then it's like, we can just, like, we can host them. Like, all right, that's half the work done. Yeah. Sure, I'll buy a microphone. Um, yeah, and since then, we've, you know, I've gotten a bunch of new people on. We started storymodegaming.com. Um, we got all of our socials on check. Zuckerberg took our Facebook away. Zuckerberg gave it back to us. We started streaming on Twitch, which has been super doing super well. We've got affiliate. We've done this all within a year. Um, and we have some really cool plans of what, you know, what we're going to do going forward. So thank you to everyone um, involved. But to celebrate, we wanted to give um, you know, people the chance to win something. Uh, so we got a $200 EB Games voucher on on, on the line. Um, Lauren has uh, tallied up all the names, got everything all sorted out. Uh, Lauren, do you want to take it away? Hello. I'm joining you all from the land of beyond. <laughs> Oh no, the Shadow it's, Realm. It's, it's cold here. The Shadow Realm. This is what we do. Alrighty. So I have put, let me just move it across here. Woo! I have put everyone's little name. I've realized that my. I've got to, oh wow. I have to talk quieter. Um, everyone's little names are on this uh, wheel. Spinny wheelie thingy we got going on here. Wait, A literal it, wheel of fortune. Random. Yeah. A literal wheel of fortune. $200 worth of fortune from EB Games. A voucher is coming your way. Um, alrighty. Do you want to give me a countdown or All something? Right. Three, two, one. Spin that wheel. Woo! We're clicking. Oh, gosh, it's going. It's How does going. the wheel, wheel of fortune need to go? And it is landing on... Bum, <gasps> Jolie Mac! Jolie Mac! Hell's Jolie, Jolie, Jolie Mac! Hey! Jolie Mac. Congratulations. Our good friend, Jolie Mac. 200 bucks. Um, 200 bucks coming your way, Mr. Jolie Mac. You could but buy, you you could buy two Switch games of that. You could buy two Switch games of that. <laughs> you, you could buy two could old buy. Switch games of that. <laughs> you could buy one Mario game for that. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, sweet. Yeah, we'll get in contact with you and we'll get that sent out to you as, as soon as possible. We will do that. I can do that, seeing as I do know Jolly Mac. And can I just give a little shout out because he is so lovely, done that for us in the past. Um, well, I mean, look, at least me. He's done that for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, his podcast is uh, Dialogue Options. Which is a great name for a podcast. Yeah, that's a good name. Like a really good name. Yeah, that's really clever. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, they've got 
over a hundred episodes. Oh, sorry, hold up. Are you telling me that other podcasts yeah. don't come up with a really short name that they really like? Realize that it's got no SEO functionality, and then add a video game podcast to it. Are you saying that other shows don't do that? That's <laughs> baffling to me. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, people usually spend a bit more time on their podcasts. Hey, we're going to be called Talking Simulator. That's all right. Talking Simulator. Yeah, we yeah, that was one day. Cool. One day yeah. I'll become a thing. Go, uh, go listen to that. Go listen to them, guys. It's Kyron and Joel on Dialogue Options Podcast. You can find them on all good dialogue. dialogue all dialogue places. options. Podcast places. Podcast <laughs> places. Go give them a follow. Go give them a listen. Um, and while you're doing yeah. all that, give us a follow. Give us a listen. Um, we're on Spotify and iTunes as well and all other podcasting platforms. Um, just search for a Story Mode AVD podcast. While you're there, also check out Love Letters. Um, it's a once a month show which I host, where I interview another content creator about a game that's really close to them. We've only got one episode up so far. Uh, I interviewed Lauren about Firewatch, but this coming Tuesday, I'll be interviewing Len. Actually, the day this comes out on podcasting services, I'll be interviewing Len from Fan Critical on um, a game that's very, very close to him. So you guys, you know, tune in and see what that one is. I'm I'm so excited to be talking about this game. Um, so yeah, go give us a review and stuff like that. Why are you there? Speaking of fan critical, also check out their podcast and give them a review. Even they've, up- they've got some stuff coming up, actually. I was chatting to Gaz the other day and he said that they've got a couple of things coming up. Which Ooh, are- interesting. Well, keep an eye yeah. on that. Make sure you follow them for all the updates. Um, if you want to keep up to date with all the game news that you want, storymodegaming.com. Give us a follow on... We're back on Facebook. Thanks, Zuck. Storymode <laughs> at Storymode Oz. We're Cheers, also on Mark. Instagram and Twitter. Um, we're on Twitch. We stream this these episodes live on Twitch every uh, Sunday, and um, we also have a bunch of streams we're doing. Um, Josh is playing Kingdom Hearts. Simon, you're playing Final Fantasy. Uh, yes. Lauren and I are starting uh, playing. Lauren's playing Persona Four. Lauren and I are pl- uh, playing No Man's Sky. Which is, I, I can't get out of my head. I need to play the game and get it. I need to catch those little creatures. Um, <laughs> Progress. It's the funniest thing that's happened. Um, and Chris, uh, our newest writer, Chris, and I are playing Jurassic World Evolution. I'm realizing that um, both of these games that I'm playing, I'm not doing very well in. We uh, we lost a few dinosaurs. Um, oh. Also, if you want to support us, we're on Patreon. So search for Fan Critical. Chuck a couple bucks our way and get access to a few bonus goodies but we're gonna let you all go we're gonna hang around for a bit of a post show with everyone on twitch we're gonna you know talk about the world and life so if you want to be part of that make sure you um follow us on twitch and uh check out our our live live episodes but as always i want to thank simon keelan and uh lauren for running running the the buttons running the show uh hope you guys had fun oh yeah definitely how's it going yeah, everyone. Fun. Thanks for tuning in. Stay safe. Be nice to each other. Go play some games, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. 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 I know how to land now.